Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. As I do every week, I love to give a special shout out to our executive producer, Elijah Merrill, and our producer, Sheldon Boyce. Uh, They are the ones who do all the heavy lifting on making sure this podcast comes out week after week. I also want to thank you, the listener, for allowing us to invade your space. If you find this podcast helpful, um, share it with a friend. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church, crosswinds.church. Well, this episode is actually part two of, of an episode um, out of our series that we're doing here at Crosswinds. And by the way, you may be listening to this way after the series, and that's perfectly okay. You can actually go back uh, through our website, crosswinds.church, and, and listen to our series. But I'm not really, we're not uh, replicating what you hear if you were here during the weekends or mm-hmm. listening to the service online. Um, what we're doing is sort of taking out of it the, the overarching principle, and that's this. Um, what does it really mean to have a flourishing relationship with Jesus Christ? Uh, the phrase New Beginnings comes from the fact that the series was our first series after this new year of 2024. Wouldn't it be cool if you're listening to this in 2034? Anyway, 2024. And, and so we're just sort of tying into the fact that, that the best time to, to, to start um, actively in your relationship with Christ, of course, is when you said yes to him. The next best time is today. And so if you, you know, and so we've been looking at what it really means to have an active relationship with Jesus Christ, understanding that we don't work our way into salvation, that it's through the finished work of Christ on the cross that we're saved, but that those who are saved will do the work to, to grow in Christ. It is a relationship. And so we've talked about that last episode, and if you haven't listened to the episode, I encourage you to go back and do that. You may even want to stop this one and go back and listen to that one first. We've talked about the mindset of, of, a, of a disciple of Christ, and I define a disciple, I've adopted this definition, that a disciple of Jesus is someone who's saved by Jesus, following Jesus, is being transformed by Jesus or changed by Jesus and on mission with Jesus. In other words, there's an activeness there. There's a growth there. There's a process there. And so what we want to do in this episode is really uh, talk about how crosswinds, what do we offer for the discipleship process for a person to learn what it means to be in an active relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to stop there and just thank uh, Elijah Merrill is with us. Uh, you know him as the executive producer, as co-host at times, as a person who's been here as a guest, and sometimes as a host. So he wears all the hats. Uh, Elijah, thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. Of course. Thank you. And so we're, we're going to talk about something that's really close to Elijah my heart, and we believe ultimately it's, it's so close to God's heart, because God wants us to be in an active relationship with him. Um, he wants us to, to, to receive all the benefits of being in Christ, of mm-hmm. receiving Christ as Lord and Savior, that we understand that the true fulfillment of our salvation doesn't come until, until Christ returns mm-hmm. or, or we die to return to him, um, that, that paradise will be the total fulfillment. Some theologians call that full salvation. Um, and no matter how you term it, it, it it's going to be a little a little off mark. But what it means is to be in relationship with God, unhindered by this fallen world, living in paradise. I mean, no hindrance. What an amazing picture. But God does want to give us 
piece of blessing today, a foretaste of, of what he has in store for us by allowing us as, as uh, you know, this is the first series of, um, of the new year, but we closed uh, last year with a series um, what we call great expectations. And we looked at the hope that's found in Christ, the love found in Christ, the joy found in Christ, the peace found in Christ. And that really, ultimately, we can seek those things in the stuff of earth, but it's it, all, all the things that we seek in it are going to fail is except for Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can totally fulfill those things. So what does it look like then to have that as part of our life? What looks like an active relationship with Jesus Christ, where we've been saved by Jesus, following Jesus, where we're being transformed, changed by Jesus, and on mission with Jesus. And so what do we do here at Crosswinds? How do we look at a how do we how do we make disciples, so to speak? And so I wanna I wanna first just lay out the sort of the 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 strategy, if you will, and then we'll 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 sort of attack it a little bit and not in a bad way, but sort of piece by piece look at why it's valuable in the Christian life. First and foremost, uh, we understand that our personal relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important relationship we have. It, it's number one. And, and so our time alone with God is of central importance. Mm-hmm. In fact, all the other things that I'm going to share with you are so much lessened if we're not spending that time alone with God. In other words, they, they will not come to the full benefit of what they can offer if you're not spending that time alone with God. Um, the second is we have one-on-one discipleship here. And now the rest of these, the next two, are not in any specific order. Um, but we have one-on-one discipleship um, that's about a year-and-a-half process. And some people say, well, that's, that's a long process. Well, it's a lot to cover. Uh, if you want to be a growing um, disciple of Jesus Christ, uh, there's a lot of things to look at that can benefit you. And a year-and-a-half or so mm-hmm. is, is sort of um, what it will take to, to, to really be in a relationship with someone where you can learn those things. Um, they're not simply teaching you uh, what to think. They're teaching you, you know, uh, how to think and, and and how to really have that foundation of of understanding of what the scriptures teaching and then how to apply it to your life. The second is our connect groups, and again, not in any either order. Some people go to connect groups. Some people are on one on one. Some people are on both. I would suggest both. In fact, we have a connect group strategy here where our small groups, our connect groups, meet every other week, allowing for on the quote unquote off week for there to be one on one time. Um, with somebody. Um, but our connect groups are, are a group that is established for fellowship, for support, um, missional, where you can uh, learn how to serve as a group, um, our community, uh, not just our church community, but our, our greater communities in which we find ourselves, or a regional church, or wherever those communities are, uh, to learn how to pray, to say God's word together. There's much that happens in those groups and a connect group. And then a serving group. Um, why is a serving group? Because it's interesting, in the book of uh, Philemon, it says it's, it's through the sharing of our faith um, that we learn the deeper things of Christ. And, and so when we serve in a group of people, there's a dynamic there beyond just the service we're offering. Um, I've often said to people, when I serve somebody, I end up getting more out of it than I can even give to them. And there's a spiritual dynamic there. So if you're not serving, and by the way, that's not just, quote unquote, on the Canandaigua campus. That's where mm-hmm. our main campus is for, for Crosswinds Church. I'm talking about serving God wherever it is. Uh, we have missional partners um, throughout our region. Um, some people are serving in those areas. Some people are serving in other areas. Um, we all serve in, as, as in, in the places where we live. 
that means our home. Uh, if, if, if you have a roommate, if, you, if you're married and have a spouse, if you have family, you know, all those type of things. Um, if you're in college, you know, you, you probably have a roommate in, in that type of situation. Um, it, it, there's the places where we work. The places where we go to school and play. And I, I say that word play is where we shop and all these things. So we should be serving the Lord in all those ways as well. But a serving team, and I find that serving um, in a ministry that's under the Crosswinds umbrella um, does offer its benefits. Uh, not just uh, are you serving what God is calling us to do as Crosswinds, but that relationship with one another, that nurturing relationship being on that serving team has power mm-hmm. as a disciple of Christ. And then lastly is the large gathering. Now, you probably thought I was going to say that first, but it's not first. That, that the large gathering is really only first if you are not a believer, and that's your introduction to who Jesus is mm. or your introduction to who the church is. The reality of it is we gather together for our Sunday worship experiences, which we have live here, two services on Sunday morning. They're live streamed. Um, during those hours at 9, 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Um, And you can also participate throughout the week, like Monday afternoon through the following Sunday, because they're posted on our website. Um, But there's something about gathering, I'll be honest with you, on campus with fellow believers. But why did I say it it may be the first thing for a non-believer? Well, because they're seeking the things of Christ, and they're probably not going to be on a serving team. Um, some are, by the way, as they're exploring the things of Christ, but but probably not. A connect group, possibly. That could be an entryway. We do have people in one-on-one discipleship, but how do they learn about the serving, the connecting? Usually it's by coming on a Sunday morning. For us as believers, why do I say it's last on the list? Well, because we're supposed to be putting, this is a call. This is why we gather. And a lot of people don't even know why we gather. They think, well, we just do it because we have to. Um, we do it. It is a biblical principle. The Lord said, don't forsake the gathering of one another. He's talking about these type of gatherings on Sundays um, in part. Um, but, um, but, the, but the real reason we gather is to put the glory of God on display. Now, what's the glory of God? It's, it's acknowledging His presence, His presence with us throughout the week, His presence at that moment, His presence in the week to come. We're celebrating Him. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, uh, the Sunday morning gathering is more enriching to us and others if what we bring, and so many times we think, what am I getting? But as believers, it's what are we bringing really to that service? And as we bring something, we do get something. But it's, it's what are we bringing that flows out of our time alone with God, our one-on-one relationship, our connect group relationship, and our serving relationship. That those relationships and what God's doing in the midst of all those things, now remember that serving relationship encompasses where you live, where you go to school, where you work, where you play. So in all of life that week, we bring that into that into that gathering, and we thank God for his faithfulness. We encourage those who have been discouraged by situations of life. We study God's word together um, as a way to acknowledge, God, you speak to us individually in our time alone with God. You do it in a small group, whether it be one-on-one or, or a group of about, you know, anywhere from four to, to a dozen in our small group. You've been working in and through us in a, in a serving group, but you can work in mass as we gather together as a church family and, and study and, and give you glory through studying your word. We praise you and worship you through studying your word. What do we get in return? When we when we live as a disciple, which means we're part of that process, if you will, that strategy, however you want to look at it, um, what we get is a fortified soul, mm. a nourished soul. 
so we can literally live the life that God's called us to live in relationship with him. And so I want to unpack that a little bit because I've been bloviating just a bit on that, but it, but it's something I'm really passionate about and excited about, the whole team that, that allows for that type of uh, structure to exist here. Um, and, and is there other ways to do it? Absolutely. But if you're here, that's our way of doing it. That, that's, we can't offer everything, um, but it's not going to stop us from not offering to something that we can offer we believe will deeply benefit you as a follower of Christ. Um, so, Elijah, you know, that was a lot, and I'm just going to stop talking here for a minute and let you talk for what, – what's some of your thoughts on that? I just – um, you are involved in all of that. Yeah. You were before you were on staff. Yep. You do it on staff, and so – Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I think the thing that the thing that we're really hammering home here is is the word active. Uh, we, are, we are called to be in – God calls us to be in an active relationship with him. And in an active relationship with others, and that that means, <clears throat> excuse me, that means the how we live our lives. It's an active life where God, in being in this relationship with Him, in living the life that He has called us to live, it it changes it changes our way of life. It changes the things that we do, and so you. You might be sitting there and thinking to yourself, "Oh my goodness, they're just listing thing after thing after thing that you got to do." Part of that is you know, has been laid out in scripture and how God calls us to live. So the things that, you know, when it comes to discipleship or gathering together or digging in his word, these are not ideas that we have come up with as crosswinds. These are things that God laid out in his word and says that he calls us to do, um, calls us to go and make disciples. He calls us like, um, like Craig shared, you know, to not forsake our gathering together and and obviously calls us to be, to be digging into his word. Um, but, the the way that the way that we have that we have just found that 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 it that has worked for us is through doing some of these things and so i'm just encouraged in how um you know there is in our process if you all are discipleship process there is this sort of um this sort of way of how we would say we would encourage you to take maybe this step before this one if you've never if you've never done any of these things before, if you're if you're a new believer and your Sunday morning gathering, that's your experience. You've accepted Christ, then yeah, we're going to encourage you to to jump into one-on-one discipleship. We're going to encourage you to to get into a connect group, um, and then from there, as you build those relationships, um, I love that you brought up serving because I I don't know. This is me sort of thinking about what God's plan is, but I just where I'm at in my life now, I served. Um, on ministry teams, I've served on ministry teams since I was in sixth grade, and um, I remember I was uh, I was approached when I was a fifth grader on if I would be willing to help um, do the soundboard in kids ministry, and a lot of trust put into a fifth grader, and so that's really cool that they did that. But I um, hmm. I said yes, and uh, and ever since then have been on been serving on ministry teams and. There is just something about it that you that is tough to explain unless you experience it. But it is so amazing how how you grow as a group of people, but how God how God moves um, just through all of you growing together and doing something together. Um, and so I'm a proud a proud supporter of of being and being on a serving team. But um, yeah, just you know, it's it's a it's a lifestyle, and I think 
the lifestyle is just being a follower of Christ. It's not a, I, we've said it on podcasts before, it's not a super Christian lifestyle. There's nothing like that. You know, there aren't super Christians, but th- this is just a, a lifestyle that God has called us to live. And these are some of the ways that we can we can do that. You know? it, it's interesting. I was just sort of calculating, you know, when you look at that list, you did say you know, so it's, it seems like a lot. Um, but if you really break it down, now look, when we talk about um, your time alone with God, mm-hmm. I didn't count that in there. And, and, that, and the reason I did is because all of us, We'll spend a different amount of time with God. It, it can be determined yep. by the day. And I mean that, that that sort of quiet time. We should be spending 24-7 with the Lord, right? We understand He's with us all the time, and we should be aware of Him in every waking hour. Um, but we're talking about that personal time alone with God in the morning where we're studying and applying a scripture, praying over it, where we're praying, um, other spiritual disciplines, which we've done some podcasts on spiritual disciplines, and, and it'd definitely be worth um, looking at. Uh, but outside of time alone with God, so I didn't calculate that. What I also didn't calculate is, is that as followers of Christ, we're serving Him also all of our waking hours. So you could technically say, when I'm at work, I'm serving Him. The question is, are we are we allowing ourselves to be oriented as serving Him in those times or not? Mm-hmm. Um, that's true at school and all those things that we already mentioned. But if you take, for instance, the one-on-one connect group, um, you take the Sunday morning worship experience, you take a serving opportunity, really what you're talking about is less than 45 minutes a day. Mm. Um, in some cases, much less than 45 minutes a day, but it's less than 40, it's not even an hour a day, it's less than 45 minutes a day. And I know what, what I would be thinking uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I've been walking with Christ for many years and been mentored <laughs> by many people. Um, that's, a lot, that's a lot of time. You don't know how busy I am. But here's the thing. Let's go back to the definition of a disciple, at least one I've adopted. A disciple is someone who's been saved by Jesus, right? First step, saved by Jesus. So if you're not saved by Jesus, you're not a disciple of Jesus. But if you're a disciple of Jesus, you've been saved by Jesus. You're following Jesus. That's a big word, Mm. follow. It means, Lord, whatever you think is best, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Um, So I'm following Jesus. Therefore, if I'm following him and doing the things he asked me to do, guess what? We're going to be being transformed and changed. Continual process. I'm not perfect. Elijah's not perfect. You're not perfect. But if we're in Christ, we ought to be being perfected. Mm. But that means we're following him. Lord, whatever you say is best. And as we're following him, we're being transformed. As we're on mission with him. All those things are come together. There's four things listed there. Saved, I'm a Christian. I am following him. As I'm being changed by him, I'm on mission with him. That's not a sequence. When we're saved, that's yes to those things. I'm engaged in those things. So why do I why do I point that out? Because the reality of it is if we save it, the most important relationship in our life is the important relationship with Jesus Christ. And these are the things that he says is best. Remember the follow him type thing. We want to be changed and transformed because we want to be blessed, but we can't do it our way. So we don't say yes to Jesus, live life our own way, and wonder why things aren't sort of all the promises of Scripture aren't fulfilled in our life. Mm-hmm. We, we say yes to Jesus and follow his way. And by the way, we've all done the thing where we've realized, man, I just don't, I'm not experiencing the fruit. And then we have to evaluate our life and go, okay, because I walked away yeah. from, from doing those things. So I'm not being critical here. I'm just being honest. Um, 45 minutes less than, right, I said, is really a small price to pay. And you say, well, I'm just way too busy. But if it's your most important relationship mm-hmm. in your life, then the things that we do in life should change according to what Christ wants us to do. And so, you know, I'm a parent. 
Um, my kids are all adults right now, which definitely gives me more time than it did when they were in the house. But it wasn't long ago where, where I can remember running our kids everywhere. Um, but one of the things that my wife and I did was we would sit down and try to figure out the activities our kids wanted to be involved in with our whole family. Um, hourly, is this possible, making Christ a priority? So if Christ is a priority in our family, it is so funny. Our kids said we never knew that we had a choice of whether we should we could go to church or not. We never knew there was a choice. They just were active. This is what we did because we knew it was important. We modeled it. They were a part of it. And so, you know, they were ministry nights they were a part of. Student ministry night was a priority. So I remember when my second child, Jake, was in football. We went up to the football coach and said, hey, look, um, his spiritual walk is more important than football. Um, Wednesday nights is a major development night for him. And the coach stopped me and said he needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I'll never, I'll never get in the way. Now, what, if the coach had said, no, he can't do that, I would have had to take some steps. I don't know if I would have went over his head or if I would have said, I'm sorry, this isn't what my son's going to do. He'll do another activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what people may say, because I've heard parents say this to me even then. They would say to me, well, you're robbing your kid of that experience. But there's no greater experience, right, than the relationship they're going to have with Jesus Christ. That's what's going to get them through life. Mm-hmm. I have great memories of when I played football. I learned great lessons there. But let me tell you something. Many of the lessons I learned because I was a Christian was because of God working in the midst of me playing football and teaching me the good, bad, and the ugly of things I learned through that. I'm just just laying it out there Mm -hmm. that if, 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 for instance, you're a parent, don't live vicariously through your kids. If you're a parent, model, sit down as a family and say, you can't be involved in everything, especially if you're not able to grow in Christ. I've sat with parents who allowed their kids' schedule to dictate the life of their family, who later grieve when their kids are not walking with Jesus. Mm. I'm just throwing out a warning for you. If you're a parent and you can, and you have influence over your kid, right? If they're adults, you still have influence, but it looks different. But if they're in your home, make the decisions now. Our kids saw us make small group, connect groups a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw us spend time with God. Um, and we weren't perfect. Please understand that. I'm not saying we were perfect, but they saw those things. And, it, and listen, they had times in their life where they didn't choose to follow it. But one thing I do believe, and maybe this would be a podcast where I wouldn't sit in on it, I should have to host it. But if they sat here, they, they, they would say, we always believed our parents believed what they said they believed. Mm. Was it, were we perfect? No. But I, I do believe they would say that. And, and I think it's modeled in the fact that I never pushed our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to be a pastor or go into leadership in the church. As a matter of fact, I was so passive in that, I, I was wondering if I should push a little bit. It's a little bit. Let them know it was an option. But I didn't because I didn't want them to just do it because I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm a pastor. I didn't want them. Man, they're active. You know, my, my, my son's, you know, his wife this last weekend uh, was serving in children's ministry. You know, uh, my grandkids are active in, in, in the church here. And I don't say that to tout it or to make anyone feel guilty. I'm just saying, God, yeah, they're by the grace of God. But let me not, don't use that as like an excuse. It was by the grace of God. And and really, us as a family saying, no, God is important. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you look at time, I know I've been going on with this, but I, I just I just want what God has for you, for you. Yeah. <laughs> and... and 
what what priority do you really give God? Are you modeling that to the people around you? And in 45 minutes a day, most of that time isn't in church every day, right? It's, it's not like come to church for 45 minutes. It's like when you think of being at church for an hour and 10 minutes is our service time, travel here and there, I'll say it's an hour and a half, two hours, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the investment you make. Um, if you're serving, it's probably about the same, right? Um, if you're in a connect group, they can last an hour and a half about, you know, one-on-one, same. Just divide that out. Mm-hmm. It's like 45 minutes a day, uh, and it will change your life. It'll change your life. You're saying, well, I'd have to give up something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In fact, that's the greatest message of the Christian faith. It's like, yeah, yeah. There are people out there who are trying to gain the whole world, Jesus said, Mm. and they'll lose their soul. Then there are people who will give it all up and they'll gain everything, like their soul will be nourished. And so the question really is, what do you want out of life? And at the core, my guess is all of us want flourishing souls. Mm -hmm. There's only one way to do it. It's God's way. And for us as Crosswinds, this is sort of our our way of saying this yeah. is a good way, not the only way, a good way to honor the principles of Scripture, of fellowship, of serving, of growth, um, is by learning how to spend that time alone with God every day. Um, you say, well, that sounds legalistic. No, I'm just saying that if I go a day, and I have gone a day without time alone with the Lord, um, I don't notice it. After two days, I do. After three, others do. Mm-hmm. There's something about consistency there. So time alone with God. A one-on-one discipleship relationship, really powerful. I, I'm flourishing in the one I'm a part of right now. I just love uh, meeting with the guy who I meet with uh, every other week. Um, you know, be a part of a connect group. And that connect group may look like our connect group. You may be in another type of group. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I when I, if I really tally it up, because of my position as lead pastor, I'm in several groups yeah. <laughs> of different of different people. It just helps me grow. And I'm able to do that because my job as pastor puts me in there. Mm-hmm. Not you. You can't do that probably probably shouldn't. Um, but you should have a group of believers, a serving group, obviously, and then, you know, yeah, gathering regularly. And I know most people in our culture think regular is every few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the new regular. That's not God's regular. Regular is weekly. And um, you say, well, do you go to church when you're on vacation? I have, but usually I don't. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, because uh, that's not my church family. Um, uh, some of people are going, oh, no, no. Well, that's just me. Don't judge me. Uh, get over yourself. Uh, but the reality of it is I do I would go. I mean, I, when I was not a pastor, uh, when I was in seminary, we went to church. We mm-hmm. went to church regularly because we it was important. Uh, don't be legalistic about any of these things. It's not about earning anything. It, it's really about doing it out of love for God and others, and what we receive is so much greater. And so I'm going to camp there. I, I, I mean, yeah. I'm just going to, when I say camp, I mean, I'm, I'm going to set aside Elijah speaking to it. I just think that we, we, I mean, we hammer home this idea that, you know, I love what you brought up when you talk to um, parents who have said, you know, I'm robbing my kid of this thing. And I, it is not only <laughs> is it the most important relationship of your life or the most important, some of the things that you'd be doing, which are involved in that active relationship with God and the most important things you could be doing, but it is what you were designed for. And there's an element to that that makes it all the more important. And so we believe as as followers and believers of Christ that his plan is perfect and that his 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 word is 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 true and living and active and and every bit of it is is good and in that um we know that that God designed us to be in relationship with him actively growing seeking him following him and pursuing him and so with that being said 
Yes, it is the most important thing, but it is what you were, it is what you are meant to do. And I love that you say like, you know, you might need to give something up. Yeah. You know, God calls us to take up our cross daily. We, he calls us to regularly daily to say, yes, the, uh, God is my Lord and my savior and I'm following him. What does that look like for me today? And I'll be honest with you. There are, there are days more often than not where I'll get an alert on my phone. That's like, Hey, your screen time more than 45 minutes is all I'll say, I think in my honesty. Um, and I just know that my relationship with God and the things I'm doing are far more important. And I need to be cautious about what I prioritize in my time. And you can, you can till all day long, you can say what your priorities are, but what are you doing? I've made a lot of priority lists in my life. I think back to like when I was in high school, my dad trying to help me figure out what I was doing with my time. Um, made a lot of priority lists and had to be honest with myself and my dad helping me to understand, be like, I know you're saying this, but I see you doing this. And I've had to give up some things in my life. And it's just, you know, I promise you that it is not that anything that you have to give up to follow Christ is going to be worth it. Wow. Elijah, this is so true. Usually we go around and give our final word. I think I'm just going <laughs> to end on that. I mean, I don't know how you even add to that. You know, there's there's nothing that that there's nothing that Christ asks us not to do or do, but isn't for our benefit. Yeah, it glorifies Him, but it's for our benefit and the benefit of others. And, and so you're you're, man, I couldn't say it better. That, that's it's, that's just where it's at. And if we can help you, I, yeah. I think that's what I would add. If we can help you, we're here for that. That's why we exist to help you in in your spiritual journey. If you've yet to receive Christ, we want to help you understand what it means to to come to Christ. If you have questions, we want to help answer those or at least help you in your process of answering those. Um, if you're in Christ, uh, we want to help you uh, be able to um, to grow. And that's why we ha- why we even did this episode to say we have a we have a pathway for you if you want to be a part of it. Um, and, and, and I would also say, if you're not a part of Crosswinds and you're hearing this, reach out to us. We would love to help you find a church um, that also would be concerned about your spiritual growth. It's biblical, it's rooted in Christ, it's rooted in, in what He has for you. Uh, and so, yeah, if you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, just head on over to crosswinds.church, crosswinds.church. In fact, you'll, you'll be able to find some helps even there. Uh, to help you in your spiritual journey, your time alone with God, all that stuff um, is all, many of that information is on our website. And so, go on over to crosswinds.church. Uh, thanks again for allowing us to invade your space. Um, if uh, if anything we said it comes across judgmental, we didn't mean it that way. Um, if it if it sort of has. Um, you're like, holy ouch, and I have those moments. It could be conviction. Uh, spend some time with the Lord on that one. Uh, but I want you to be encouraged. Uh, it doesn't matter what you haven't done. Uh, what matters is what we decide and do today. And so God's a God of new beginnings. That's that's thus the, the title of our, why we chose that title for this New Year message that sort of these conversations have come out of the last two weeks. And so... Uh, yeah, uh, be encouraged. Uh, God loves you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to work in and through you. He does want you to have a flourishing relationship with him. And so for now, uh, as always, uh, be blessed and bless others and hope uh, you'll be a part of what we're doing next week. 